All right, we will continue our endeavors to get hold of the professor, Ronnie Schloss, to chat to us about venue selection and decisions that are taken. Uh, all of the senior people that I spoke to at the time, Konagwamashu, were telling me that uh, a lot of their dead bodies would they have sanctioned or allowed the game uh, to go ahead. But yeah, risks were taken on players, potential injury, uh, but also it's a professional league. This uh, Let's not beat about the bush. And uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, accountability, all it takes is uh, for people to come on air and account. And, and that is also we move forward. You know, imagine your Soweto derby was being played at that venue. You know, sometimes we need to try and even things out. Uh, you know, let's not give treatment, you know, to clubs simply because you feel people will complain but then forget or keep quiet. You know, the usual football thing, you know, keep quiet, just lay low, don't say anything. No, oh, come on, those are archaic methods and behavior we've been trying to track as well and the exciting thing about football is that there are so many players that are applying their trade overseas that uh, we might not even know about Uh, players who are not really written about spoken about and it's certainly no surprise though uh, when when you look at uh, there's a young 17 year old uh, uh, who scored a, a goal in Fleetwood Town's a 7-1 victory against the Port Vale FC and the 18s this past weekend. And he continues literally as a, his dominance uh, in the under-18 league in England. And we decided to ask uh, Prince Sobayeni uh, to help us chat about this young lad. Uh, he has been uh, keeping track on most of the SA youngsters who are doing the most abroad. Prince, good evening. Good evening, Rob, and... Uh Good evening, your listeners. Firstly, just what what made you track down so many of the players that are South African based and playing their trade overseas? Like I said, there's a lot of them that South Africans themselves don't even know about, but they're doing magical things abroad. I think, Rob, um, the first important thing is that uh, if you look in South African football over the past uh, five years, we've really struggled to export players that are playing it big leagues um, in Europe. Uh, those are the leagues in the top five leagues in Europe. So over the past uh, two years or three years, there's been a trend where you found that South African youngsters are, are flooding uh, to Europe, uh, are hungry to play more in Europe. And they are going to big teams, Rob. They're not just going to uh, small teams in Scandinavia or wherever else. They are going to big teams in, in, mm. in, in Germany, in England, um, in, in Italy and so forth. So that interested me because if you look at our national team, uh, we're not doing so well currently. And you know, for a national team to do well, we need to get players that are playing at a higher level. Like we've seen with other, um, even African countries, your Senegal, your Nigeria, Cameroon, they've followed the trend of making sure that their national teams are dominated by players that are playing at the highest level. So since then, um, I then noticed that there's a, a sort of, I don't know, a gap between the association and these players um, in terms of uh, tracking these players and knowing about the players and actually bringing the players to, to whether it's the junior teams or the senior teams. So that's where the whole idea came from. Um, even though I must say um, at the beginning, I was uh, it, what made me to do it was the fact that I love football and I love uh, uh, South African football and moreover, I love the national team and I love when I see South African players doing well, um, representing us well and flying the, the flag high. So that was basically the the I mean that was basically the reason why um, I decided that no, individually um, without uh, 
being told by anyone without any benefits or anything. I should just try to share as much information with other South Africans, whether online or physically or wherever else, so that they know about these players. Even the national team coaches have tried to uh, communicate with them, and even the association have shared the contacts with them for some of these players. Um, so we hope that you know it will be an initiative that will then be able to assist us going to, to 2022 World Cup because most of these players are players that are in the under-20 group, are in the under-20 uh, age group. Uh, thanks, Rob. Yeah. Uh, the, the great thing about it, and, and one's got to you know, compliment you for the interest that has been shown because a lot of the players don't make their way through to Europe uh, here, Prince, via the traditional way of playing for a club in the Premier Soccer League. Uh, they go from wherever base that they've been, whether it is high school, whether it is a, an institution of higher learning, or even before then, and they go straight into those big teams. Yes. Um, I think what has, what has made that uh, Rob, to be for it has made it to be difficult for players in South Africa, especially the young players, to actually be able to leave from South Africa um, to the big teams in Europe. Number one, I've been arguing that it's the fact it's the fact that in terms of the South African, the PSL, uh, the, the South African uh, Premier Soccer League, the teams don't play young players. They don't give young players a chance. If you look, for instance, at the under twenty team that went to the World Cup last year. And tell me how many to, how many today are playing in the first teams in the PSL teams? I, I can tell you, Rob, you can calculate uh, less than six players. So that's mm. the challenge that we are currently facing. And it's only been recent been recent um, that we are finding players that are actually going overseas, uh, like your recent uh, Tashik Matthews, who just went to Borussia Dortmund, um, and Lyle Foster, who's who's, who's who's going to be going to Monaco uh, in, in the January transfer window. So. The, that's the trend that we're facing. Players must have to leave now from the MTC teams to go to Europe. PSL teams are not giving these young players a chance to play because if you look in the past, uh, players like your Benny's and other players that played, they used to play in the local teams, Kaiser Chiefs, uh, Pirates and so forth. They used to move from those teams to Europe. But it's difficult now because it, the PSL uh, teams are just, just don't have confidence in the young players. And if you look at other leagues, uh, the best leagues. It's young players that are actually setting the league. The leagues are light. Mm. So that's the challenge that uh, we're facing. So these players will have to either go through a system of, they go through an academy, like your KZN Academy, uh, for example, and then mm. from there they have to be uh, pushed directly from the academy without necessarily playing first team football. So that's why you find that that's, that's the trend that is working now. Other than that, if you can rely on PSL teams to play these players and then we expect the players to move. We are, it's only Sundowns that has been doing that. And it's, mm. Sundowns has not necessarily been exporting young players. I mean, it's not under 23 players. I mean, Dolly, Tao, they all live at 24. So we, that, that's the trend. That I'm, I, there's a, what I call, I, I, I call it a, a, a football revolution that is happening. Because now the young players are seeing that things are not happening for us in terms of the, it's time for us, even the ages, time for us to then uh, take the initiative unto ourselves. And it's working perfectly. We have mm. players in big teams, Rob, um, that we're going to be profiling uh, one by one. Obviously, we can't do all of them, but we have over around about 25 or more. And yes. in January, so, uh, we should I think expect the, more. Just, just, just to put the listeners into the picture here, uh, Prince, we we have broken it down. And uh, on a regular basis, we'll try and do it on a weekly basis uh, to try have you come and, and, and profile a player or two uh, that has done great stuff uh, give us the information about uh, that player and uh, that's the best way really that we can get through I was just uh, thinking of a, a, a Manyama case where 
He, he's been in the country, was the best player in the league, uh, went overseas, things didn't really go well for him, and he's come, you know, full circle back to the country to play in the Premier Soccer League. And yet, the youngsters that you mentioned, and one of them will be Gatlejo, you'll tell us more about him in a second, the decision that they are taking to take the kids straight into the top team seems to work uh, as opposed to a player that will expose himself maybe to be the best in a premier soccer league and maybe that's where the question comes in then then to say that the so-called best that we have in a professional setup like the PSL are they get enough and are they good enough when they're being exposed now to the big leagues in the world that it almost seems the answer to that seems to be a no based on the evidence in front of us it is a very huge no, Rob. Uh, it's a very huge no. Um, Manyama is not the first South African player to go overseas when he's over the age of uh, 23 and come back to South Africa a season or two later. Uh, because when you go to another country, Rob, you must understand, when you go to another country, another league, um, the, the level there, especially in Europe, you know, I always argue that even if someone is playing in Sweden, in Europe or Denmark, the level is much higher there, there than the PSR. So... When they get the number one, you must adapt to the language, the language, the weather, the, those are the basics. But now you must adapt to the speed of the game, to the it's more tactical there than you know, uh, what the way that we play about skill and everything else. So it's a bit difficult for a player to get there, go there 26 years old and expect to perform uh, perfect because at least you need a season or, or, or two to be honest to adapt mm. to, to the style of play, to everything surrounding the culture, even is very important. So that's why uh, you find that players that live. Uh, South Africa uh, over the age of of, tw- of 23. Let me say 24 for the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, because it's not like Keegan Dolly, um, by the way, who left at 24, is doing so well himself. Um, he's been in and out of the team and stuff like that. So, at least I would say that if a player needs to leave South Africa, at least 23 must be the maximum age that a player should leave because there's a lot at stake. It's not about football only. It's about mm-hmm. many other aspects. So, mm-hmm. that's the challenge that we face. So, we must try as PSL teams or as South Africa to export players at a very young age. I mean, mo- most of the players now are going through academies in Europe. Then you know that player is basically part of the family there, knows everything there. So, um, which the player that we are doing today is part of, of that uh, crop of players who are going mm. through academies and everything. I'm, I'm reading a tweet here from Fred Book as he says, you know, listening to Twitter friend who knows most young SA uh, players overseas. Uh, I learn a lot from uh, Prince Sobayeni. Uh, says, thanks to MSW for having that brain on radio because most SAFA coaches have blocked him uh, for telling the truth. Have, have they blocked you? Uh, yes, Rob. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, uh, it's just the under-20 coach, uh, but uh, I've since been trying to get out of him so that uh, we can you know, resolve whatever the issues. Uh, it was not something that was... Um, it's, not, it's, not, it's nothing huge, but it was just yeah. an issue where I was in my post. I was used to just tag him, you know, mm-hmm. so that he can be informed about this player. So I don't know why he blocked me. I was still explaining, for, I'm waiting for an explanation, but yeah, anyway, um, he's the coach, but I was just suggesting, you know, as a passionate mm-hmm. uh, supporter, you know, and football lover in South Africa. So I hope we'll, we'll work it out, uh, me and him, and he will unblock me in the near future. Thanks. So. Oh, I mean, it's, 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 it's fantastic, though. Um, Let's take, I think Linda's on the line, yeah, in Boxburg. Good evening. Robert? Yeah, Linda, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How are ah, you? Loud and clear. Wonderful stuff. Right. You've got Prince here. Yes, Prince. I'm very happy that uh, Prince uh, has come forward with that information. You remember, Robert, I'm one of the people who have always trumpeted 
the names of players who are in big clubs overseas, even though they are playing in the academy of those teams or the B teams. I mean, in Portugal, for example, we have a number of these players. One of the good players that we have there, the boy called Tabakwe, he reminds me of Dr. Kumal every time I see him play. And there are a lot of these players in various teams across Europe. And I've always argued this point, that it is not true when people are hysterical, complaining that Bafana Bafana is not doing well, we are not, we don't have the skill, we don't have the players. It is not true. We have the players, we have the skill. It's a question of where are we looking for the players? This thing of selecting national teams, focusing on the PSL teams and Pirates and Chiefs and Sundowns in particular, is killing our football a lot. And we've, I mean, I'm still even today. I still have an argument, Lopra Sheikhs, why he went to the Nations Cup in 2015 in Gabon and selected PSL players and left out players who were playing in Europe. Oops. Prince, uh, still there, but it looks like Linda is kind of, the phone is letting him down. Linda? Okay. Pretty about that. Pretty about that. Uh, that line breaking up there with uh, Linda calling us, uh, chatting to Prince Sobayeni. You can follow Prince, though, at Prince Sobayeni on uh, Twitter. Uh, always, always very insightful stuff that he comes through. Let's chat about the exciting thing here with uh, Katlako Mashejo uh, scoring over the weekend. What kind of player and where does he emerge from? Um, hey, Rob, Katlako um, is, is a South African um, 17-year-old. Uh, who plays out in, in in Fleetwood in England, which mm. plays in League One, which is like the third tie of of English football. The um, story of Katla was very interesting because he was actually born in in in, in, South, in South Africa in Soshanguve. Um, when when he was five, his mom then got a job then in Ireland, uh, Dublin, and then from there. Uh, the mother was not coping, obviously, with a new environment in Ireland. Then his dad and, he, and his, him and his dad decided, let's go over and support her, you know, for work and stuff. So when they got there, um, his mom decided to take him to the local, I mean, football club, um, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix FC. Then in yes. Phoenix, was well, six years old at that time, six years old drop. That's how sure. that's how Ailey started to play football. Then uh, from, from Phoenix, he stayed there until the under-13, where he was the captain, I mean, was a standard player at, at, at that time in Phoenix. Um, then, obviously, the, I mean, the, when you play well, the, the big academy start, uh, especially that age group, the big ac- academy start coming for you. So there's an academy, the biggest academy in, in Ireland, um, it's called uh, St. Kevin's Boys. Mm-hmm. It has produced a couple of Premier League uh, uh, legends uh, uh, who have played in the Premier League. So then from there... He played until the under 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 fifteen. Then from the mm-hmm. under fifteen, he was nursed up uh, by there's an agency called Quorum Sports. It's it's an it's a, it's an agency based in England. Then they are the ones who took him to 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 Fleetwood, uh, and yeah, he's been Fleetwood since sixteen years old. So he's seventeen now. Was born in two thousand and one. He oh. uh, was born in 2001. He's, he's a 17 year old playing there for the under 18s. But he has made his debut for the under 23, by the way, and he scored on that debut. Um, mm-hmm. So, so he's, he's really, really, um, p- people are saying that this boy has a bright future and um, in, the, in the next year or two, you might find the boy playing in the championship or even being signed by a bigger academy. So he's been playing there since. And over the weekend, like you said, he scored, he scored a goal in the 7-1 win that uh, they beat uh, the other team in, in the under-18. So 
he's doing quite well for himself and um, he's made it clear. I mean, he's made it clear even in interviews with kickoff and so forth. He's made it clear that he's South African. As much as he, grew, he was born in South Africa, he was brought up in Ireland, but he's South African, so he wants to play for South Africa. But unfortunately, um, the trend continues where players come out and want to play for the country, but the association doesn't make conduct. Maybe we should uh, look into that and say, well, where, where, where is the problem? Because we do have these conducts of these players. They must call yes. us and um, we will give them the conducts because we want these players to come. Um, to we want the players to come and play. At least, even if it's in under 17s, Rob, it's not an issue of Bafana, Bafana only. Yeah, even yeah. if it's under 20, under 23, whatever. But we just want the, the players to go through the youth systems, especially players who are playing at that level. You know, development, like we always cry that development in South Africa is a problem. Now we have players that are being developed at one of, 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 of in, in big academies with the best facilities and the best everything that, that you can get. Because an academy gives you everything, the mental strength, the football, the tech, everything. The um, diet, the, exactly. the, the, the structure, the physique, you know, the physicality. Uh, because I know of, of, you know, you talked about the, uh, the KZN Academy that have been so outstanding in producing players that have been going to Portugal. And when they get that side, you'd be amazed that they, they lay off the football for a while and they say, let's deal with you from a physicality perspective. Let us change your diet. Let us change that lifestyle. Let's put you into a gym um, practice or into a gym program to try and bulk up, build up certain uh, muscle groups that have been neglected. And those are all the things that we take for granted here, Prince, and in terms of the overall development of a football player. Exactly, exactly, Rob. That's, so that's why it's important you know, for, 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 for these players, at least even if us in South Africa, I think we do have the best facilities, but we should look at how, where do we get wrong as compared to, to, to the other best you know, academies all over, the, all over the world in Czech. Because mm. I believe South Africa, by the way, is the best talent in terms of the talent we do but uh, most of the time we find that when the talent when the talent now we needs to you know um, sort of boil or if reach a boiling point we just we see a wasted talent i don't know how many players we've seen you know that we say they were talented but when the time comes for them to step up for them to be at their peak they just things just don't go right and that's part of also the other issue that's why you find the national team every time the national team is playing when we're under pressure players just switch off. It's a, men, you know, it's a mental issue as well. You know, it's a mental issue. Um, you don't fight till the end. Some of these best academies, you are taught those things you, that, you know, the legal things that you must fight, you must, all of the legal things. So it's important to, for us to have these players in the national team set up. You know, they, they are just too many. Rob. I, I, I was actually arguing that uh, if after the 2009 generation that went to the World Cup, the one of Andy Lejali, Kemet Erasmus, Tulan Serrero, Tulan Tlachua, Yokit, and so forth. That was dubbed to be, to be our golden generation. But what happened after the under-20 uh, World Cup? They just fell through the ranks. The captain, uh, Ramatlam Patlele, only made his debut two years ago at 26 years old. Amazing. The captain of that team. So now here we are with a chance of over 20 players, 25 players in big teams. Some of them are breaking into first teams, by the way. Um, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to mention at least one uh, mm. to make an example. There's a boy who plays in England. His name is Kanyali Shabele. He plays for Leicester City. Mm. That he played boy, about a week ago. He played about a yeah. week ago. He was on the bench of Leicester City in a cup game. Uh, in the under-23, he's just simply outstanding. Everybody's just saying, give this boy a first team, uh, the first team jersey. But in South Africa, the boy has never even played for under-17. So such an extent that England... And Scotland are, are coming, you know, knocking that they want the boy. But the boy wants to play for South Africa, but Safa is not making the call. So it's the same issue that we're facing. We have not had a player in the Premier League for how long? And here is a boy, 19 years old, born in 1999. 
doing so well at the Premier League club, but we are just switching off. And, you know, you, we just hope that, you know, at least with this initiative, by the time that the AFCON of Under-20 and World Cup comes, because I'm confident with this crop that we're going to qualify for the World Cup, these players will be brought in, especially Kanya. Kanya is, yeah. is, is ex exceptional. So we want these players to be involved in the setup. And, yeah, we hope that the coaches will, you know, they are listening and they will do something about it. Without a doubt. And it obviously has we wrap things uh, for, for today. And as I said, that uh, Prince will be giving us regular uh, updates, uh, hopefully every week, uh, with a player or two that, that are making South Africa very, very proud. I mean, you talk about the age and you talk about when a Ramash Mpachela breaks into the national team. And I always make the example, maybe because he is very popular, he is well known, he's a very bright spark, uh, Raheem Sterling. And I always make this typical example to say the guy is only 23 years old, Raheem Sterling. He is three caps away from getting 50 caps playing for England. He has played for Liverpool. He is a Man City player through and through now. Probably one of the top earners in world football today. But he's only 23. Three caps away from 50 caps. That is what you want to see. This guy has played for England's under 16, England under 17, the under 19, the under 21s, and then shot straight through into the first team as far as the national team is concerned that's what we're looking for prince exactly um i mean i mean there are so many examples rob you know you just talk about sterling by the way sterling at 23 in terms of europe is very old yeah. uh, look at uh, thomas muller in south africa 2010 he was 21 yeah. years old and was the top goal scorer in the world cup um at 21 years old look at Kylian mpape he's 19 mm. he's, he's just 19 um actually the first time france i mean when france won the world cup in 98 he was just, you know, was just, he had just been born, you know, so he was born almost in that year. So that, that, that's what we're looking for. I mean, Bo Ozil, Ozil has been, a, I mean, he's been, since he was 21, he's been a, a star for Germany. You know, there's just so many, so many players, you know, when we go to, 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 to these other countries and check, especially in Europe, they give yeah. you a deputy at a very, at a very young age so that by 22, you are a regular senior player in the squad. So we must at least uh, adopt that, uh, that strategy. I mean, um, I was just saying to one person that, uh, you know, also the other things that are, we're facing, the inconsistencies within our structures, the association and the technical teams and so forth. Uh, the, the the president of SAFA had said that after the failure of the 2018 uh, FIFA World Cup in Russia, that the coach, uh, well, not that the, the president must select players, but the association has plans like Vision 22s and so forth, But mm. so it must provide some sort of direction. He had said that after that World Cup, no player be, uh, above the age, an infield player besides the goalkeepers, no, no player above the age of 30 must play. But uh, we continued to the Afcon qualifiers, and we are seeing, you know, some. Of, so there's just a lot of contradictions. So, but yeah, yeah, I think it gives us enough uh, ammunition again, Prince, uh, to carry it through to our next conversation. Like I said, it's it's not a once-off, so we'll keep these uh, uh, chats going with you. Thank you so much for your time tonight really really appreciate it uh, and as i said you are on social media you are on twitter uh, uh, prince and uh, i want people just to follow you and, and look at the kind of work that you continue to do and and, and keep up the great work thank you very much uh, Darob. i will continue i will continue doing the work um, yeah always here if you need me uh, thank you, thank you so very much, much for the opportunity 100% appreciated. Tandi, we also says, Katlako's mom is my friend. I am so overjoyed uh, in hearing this uh, interview here. Ali on Twitter also says, insightful interviews uh, with that man, Prince. These overseas-based players whose names are coming up, uh, this exposes the fallacy uh, that Asafa's claimed player database. We'll be back with your reaction from the weekend.